to America, where everything she dared to dream was about to come true. To her relief, the onboard inspection was as cursory as the waitress had predicted, and within 30 minutes, the passengers had been released and were preparing to disembark. Teresa returned to the rail as the ship steamed into the upper bay, watching with her heart in her mouth as the fabled Lady of Liberty rose up on the horizon, lifting her torch toward Teresa in welcome as if she'd been waiting only for her. Just as Teresa was thinking she'd never seen anything more beautiful, the ship turned on its course and New York City came into view, shimmering like a mirage in the distance. She gripped the rail and drank in the sight, determined to fix it in her mind forever. As they steamed closer, the solid city facade broke into separate pastel-colored skyscrapers standing shoulder to shoulder along the shore. Light glinted off the building's windows and flashed on the copper turrets, giving the scene an otherworldly glow. She was suddenly overcome with gratitude for the events that had led her to this moment. She didn't know what she had done to deserve such good fortune, but she promised God then and there that she'd do everything in her power to be worthy of it. The blast of a whistle made her jump, breaking into her thoughts. Looking down, she saw a tiny tugboat darting straight across the bow of the enormous Madonna. A laugh of delight escaped her. Truly, I am in America, she thought, where the small and the humble bow to no one. A few minutes later, they were moving up a river along the west side of the island, and she was looking into the beating heart of the city. My city now, she thought, her own heart beating faster in response. From every pier came the whir of hoists and the roar of donkey engines and the shouts of brawny longshoremen at work. Peering between the giant steamers and sailing ships that filled the slips, she saw a stone-paved street teeming with tangled carriages and clanging streetcars and overloaded wagons. On and on they steamed, past one battered pile dock after another, until she was beginning to think the city would go on forever. At last, the ship slowed and started turning toward an empty slip. A boisterous crowd was waiting at the end of the pier, waving hands and handkerchiefs and shouting up to the passengers. Teresa searched their faces, but didn't see Antonio among them. He must be waiting inside the shed, she decided. She grabbed her valise and hurried down to the lower deck, only to wait, quivering with nervous excitement, while the Madonna slowly warped in. Finally, with tugs pushing, windlasses pulling, and deckhands shouting back and forth, the ship was secured, and the gangplank was dropped into place. Teresa rode a wave of passengers into the crowded pier shed, pushing through hordes of railroad and livery and boarding house agents as she searched right and left for Antonio. An official waved her toward the customs desk, where she handed over her landing card and the letter Antonio had sent her for this purpose, stating his occupation and address and confirming that Teresa was to be his wife. 
Is your fiancé here? The man behind the desk asked her in Italian. She looked once more around the crowded shed. I don't see him, but he is coming. She answered in her best English, proud of how much she'd learned during her months working in Mrs. Hancock's kitchen, where only her employer's native language was allowed to be spoken. Instructing her not to leave the shed until Antonio arrived to collect her, the man gave Teresa back the letter and sent her on to the inspection table, where her bag was opened and sorted through. And then finally, after all the months of waiting, it was over. She had made it to America and Antonio. But where was her beloved? She continued to the door of the shed to look for him on the street outside, longing for the sight of his face and eager to see the look in his eyes when they fell on her. But he wasn't out there either.